is that what you heard last time I sipped into that? Is that something like that? Is that the camera? <laughs> <laughs> what I really wish I had is a fresh one that I could then just crack, like just as you say go. And just, just... Well, the go oh. has already happened. Zach Hello, Internet. <laughs> Hello, Internet. Welcome to Sarah <laughs> Fort Jr. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Sarawick. <laughs> and uh, the other one that yelled at me right now. <laughs> I'm Dale Decker. That was good. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, welcome to episode 11. Yeah. We've given up entirely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to answer your question, no, it wasn't. It was kind of that sip noise. But uh, it was like just, there were like was, two in that, but there was just one, the one I, I heard. Can't it plan it. Me yeah, you can't, you can't plan a ridiculous <laughs> noise like that. It never comes out the same way. No. Oh, my God. Uh, so, welcome, <laughs> listeners. Sarah Port Jr. Uh, this is the show where two friends who have never met in real life get to know each other over recorded internet conversations. Um, we already said our names, so we're just going to jump right into this thing because we got, we got a lot to prepare for. It's almost E3 time, exciting time of the year, but before we get there, we're going to just kind of talk about what we did this week. And I'm going to throw that off to Dale first. I'm still laughing at Dale. Because that was so good. Um, yeah, so I haven't really done anything too crazy. I uh, I was continuing playing Pokemon Quest. Which, like, there are people on the internet making how-to videos on Pokemon Quest. And, like, walkthroughs and streams and, like, lists of what to do and tips. and It's a mobile game, guys. <laughs> I mean, that it is does. Playable I will on a give console. them. Yeah, Come I will on. give them that. Like, it doesn't tell you everything you can do. There is some stuff I had to figure out on my own. Yeah, so I'll give them that. Yeah, but just... also, it's Pokemon fans, and Pokemon fans gotta catch them all. Damn it! <laughs> They're gonna do everything they gotta do. They'll they'll well, go through every little inch of that game until they figure out how to have every single Pokemon by the time they're done. There, there was, because um... they're crazy. There was one one person who I watch on on um, who I usually watch his streams, um, whether it's on YouTube or Twitch or whatever. He was doing a shiny like shiny race or shiny hunt in Pokemon Quest. Oh my and god! It's like, how is that even possible? Talk like about I'm, like I'm interested in watching it because how is that even possible? I like. Without basically just like, oh, I don't want this one because it's not shiny, and then waiting, like playing another five hours yeah. until you can catch more. I mean, that's so... what he does. That's he does shiny hunts and stuff. So he he's already put the time in. Like, but for that game, I, I you know, I'm impressed yeah, that he's trying it. But anyways, that's just I wanted to bring that up because I cannot believe the amount of YouTube videos I have seen about Pokemon Quest. Um, but it's all, uh, so I've been playing that. I started playing Pokemon Rumble World. After we started, we're talking about Pokemon so much last episode. I was like going in on to all these like side games or, or spin off games. And oh, just, yeah. Like, getting back <laughs> all the ones, them. all the ones that don't take 80,000 hours to complete exactly. in their actual, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so I was playing that, and then I saw the producers, like the original producers, um, with zero don't know how to pronounce his last name and uh gene wilder and it is a delightful film it really Let is i thought for you. the first time i saw it for the first time last year because i bought the the mel brooks like blu-ray collection mm -hmm. came out so you can get oh, all of yes. his movies on blu-ray yeah so i bought that and that was the first time i'd ever seen the original producers i had seen the musical 
a thousand times I, so, when that came out and all that. But I had never seen the original version. Yeah. It was my first um, time ever seeing producers, like that story. I've never seen the musical. I've never seen the uh, Matthew Broderick, Nathan Lane one. I've, I've never seen that. So going in, all I knew was that they were producers. Like I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know if it was play, I'd, if it would, uh, if it, if they were play producers, if they were movie producers, I didn't know if the movie was a musical. So I was like kind of going in pretty blind and like that, the minute it starts, it's like you were just immediately hooked. Oh yeah. Because like, it's like, it's, it starts off with the freeze frame, doesn't it? Like he yeah. barges in the room, they like tackle each other and then it freeze frames on them. And well, then it's like, Oh, by the way, this is the producers. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> That's a what series. This movie. It's a series of freeze frames. So it's like this cold opening to a movie pretty much. While it's, I mean, it's not really cold opening, but it's the best way to describe it, in my opinion. But it's like going through and um, Zero's character, who I can't think of his name right now. Um, I should know that because I've seen the musical enough times yeah. that you think I would get that. But <laughs> also known as Nathan Lane, for those of you yeah. who have only seen the newest version <laughs> of that. Yes. So, um, it's like he's trying to get money out of these old women. So he's like trying to make them feel attractive and all that but it's just cut into and freeze framing throughout while showing you the credits of who's in the movie and like just mm. it's like this is this needs to happen more because this is inspired <laughs> you really you really should watch the musical someday because that is a whole musical piece oh of nathan God. lane dancing in front of a fountain with a bunch of old ladies while Jesus. he seduces them it is it's fantastic it's, so it's really good um that that movie play musical any of it those are the only reason <laughs> i even know what a producer does like oh, yeah. like i had never really had the concept in my head of what a producer actually does other than oh they're the people that get the money but i never <laughs> really knew how and the idea that bell brooks is like oh they literally whore themselves out <laughs> is how they get the money to make things it's like okay I mean, no i understand that now i get that i can i can wrap my head around that concept oh um, yeah, so I, but like, it's also the comedy in that, the very subtle, the subtle things in it are so good, are so good. And it's really sad because I don't think, I mean, comedy, it's, it's really a thing of comedy has evolved so much in, in, in the world from that. And it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that now it's all we kind of got to be in your face to be funny. Yeah, we'll throw in some subtle things which are going to be more funnier that which are going to be funnier than what we're trying to do in this moment, but it's it's going to be in your face. Whereas this one it's just like it's just someone in the background's face reacting to what's happening, but it's enough. Yeah. It's like it's big enough for you to notice it. Or when they're in, the, there's a scene where they're they go across the 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 street to a bar to like celebrate their failure. Um, spoilers for the producers if you've never seen it. They think they're making a a mus a musical that's going to be a complete failure, so they can take all the money that they took from people and then spend it all and become rich and whatever. They're in what is commonly today known <laughs> as the Adam Sandler business model. <laughs> Which I mean, I don't mean to, I don't mean to shit on Adam Sandler, but the fact is, like, he's been accused of that, where they're just like, oh no, he just wants to make a bunch of movies with his friends and go on vacation, 
And then he makes himself like he's both the writer, producer and star. So Mm. he gets like a bunch of paychecks from it. And also if they flop, it doesn't matter because then he gets to write them off as a tax write off. So like he's living high on all of the flops he makes and nobody (laughs) cares. It's like, why is Adam Sandler still doing this? It's like because that guy made bank on Grown Ups 2. No one else did. But he did. While they're in the bar, so they're, like, all happy because they think it's a failure. Well, in the actual show, everybody's loving it because they think it's a joke. The, yeah. the show is um, Springtime for Hitler, right? Springtime yes. for oh, Hitler. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, anyway, God. so it's called it's Springtime so good. for Hitler. And it's people so think, bad and so good. People okay. think it's a satire <laughs> against Hitler when it's actually supposed to be, like, a... Um, a show to like glorify Hitler. Right. It so was anyways, supposed to, it was written by written by an ex Nazi who exactly. was trying to show the glory of Hitler, but because they bought because the star that they got ends up being this like super flamboyant dude plays off Hitler as this like ridiculous caricature yeah. instead. Yeah. But there's a, <laughs> there's a moment where the people from the show it's intermission they come in and um the you got I know one of their name is Leo. I can't remember the other guy. Yeah, I really I can't. I can't. Um, it's I Leo just, and Leo and Blank. Like there's like a whole thing about it, it that they're Leo and Blank. Yeah. Oh my um, god. I have to watch it again. There's oh, my there's my excuse. Is it Max? Is it? It it's is. Max. Yes. It's Max. There we go. So it's Leo and Max, and they're sitting at the bar with just this drunk guy, and they're celebrating. And then the people come in, and they're like, "Let's hide our faces so they don't see us." So they hide their faces, and it's just the people are, like, raving about how funny it is. And there's just this subtle moment of Max going across the bar and grabbing Leo's hand, and they just (laughs) hold each other. And it's like, oh, your plan to be awful didn't work. What Aww. I what I really loved when I watched when I first watched the 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 original producers the Gene Wilder and, and Zero because I'm not gonna even pretend like I yeah. can guess his last name, <laughs> um the the original um I didn't know what to expect because like like you said comedy has evolved but oh, Mel yeah. Brooks has always kind of existed in this space of being ahead of his time I think it's why so much of his stuff continues Works. to be very popular yeah. and so. You watch the producers and the subject matter and the jokes and all of it feels so much more modern than the kind of slapstick, like Three Stooges comedy that it's coming out of. Like before this, like that's what that's what comedy was, was like vaudeville acts and 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 Three Stooges and just slapsticky stuff. And a lot of that is in it. But then it's like but then they're making jokes. It's what night? Uh, because this, this was what the 35th anniversary is that what that was? I think it's the 50th. 50th even? Yeah, sorry, 50th. Yeah, that makes I think much it's sense. 50th. So, so 1968. They're 25 years, less than 25 years from World War II, and you have a Jewish comedian making yep. the like craziest comedy about how ridiculous Hitler was. Like, are you kidding? Like, that's your joke. One of your leading characters that you're supposed to adore is an ex Nazi for God's sake. Yeah. uh, I can't, like, I couldn't believe it when I was watching it. I was like, why did this movie feels like it was written in like 19 in like the late seventies, early eighties as a parody of movies coming out in the sixties. And instead it's like, no, this just came out in the (laughs) sixties. This was four years after. This was a year before Star Trek went off the air. Mm. 
I was like, ta- I was looking at something on, on Twitter talking about like old sci-fi shows and, and other stuff that came out in the sixties talking about like the talking about the war and stuff and brief Star Trek. T- there's your brief Star Trek tangent for the week, everybody. <laughs> um, Star Trek came out in 1967. Uh, Gene Roddenberry was a world war two fighter pilot. His, his show stars two Jewish men, William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy, uh, in this, like this, this space adventure where they're off in the future they they have thrived as this i mean they're they're not i mean spock's an alien so it's not like they're yeah. they're jewish in the show but you I mean you have two jewish actors you've got sulu played by george takei who was in a in a internment camp during world yep. war ii sitting on the bridge so someone who looks like i mean to put it in this base terms as possible looks like the enemy sitting on the sitting on the freaking bridge driving the ship and to so be like, oh, yeah, no, it's 1967. And like, this is what the future is, by the way. Yeah. And then you look at the, something like the producers and it's like, this is what the future of comedy is, by the way. We're going to look <laughs> back at these terrible things that happened to us and laugh at how fucking stupid they were. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just how dumb and terrible they were. And they're just like they deserve to be laughed at and ridiculed. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it is the best coping mechanism. Usually is laughing. Yeah. I mean, um, it's also. It's also, um, I notice a lot in, you know, like classic movies or anything, is that physical comedy is just so much better. Not that physical comedy today isn't good. Um, there are some physical comedians who are, like, um, Chris D'Elia. I don't know if you have seen anything of his or if you saw, or if you watched um, uh, Undateable or anything like that. Do you know who Chris D'Elia is? Uh, pro- probably. Okay, I, you the saw him, sound familiar, but I probably would. see right exactly. Um, he was in a show called Undateable. It was basically right. just like they hung out of a bar, out of at a bar. He, you know, whatever. So, but his physical comedy was the way that he could move his can move his body into like these just contortionary ways is it's so funny, and it's like man, you're doing it right. And then, but then you see other people doing trying to do physical comedy, and it's like. Okay, this is funny, but you're going too far with it. It's like you're taking a joke that could have ended five minutes ago and prolonging it twenty minutes. Let let's just you just sometimes you just need to let the joke leave, and it's gonna be funnier than that. There's a there's <laughs> a scene in an episode of Twin Peaks. Follow me on this one. There's a okay. scene. <laughs> so one of the things that David Lynch is known for is what he calls letting a scene breathe, what other people might call letting it go on too long. Yep. But there is, they, there's a sheriff in the town, there's a sheriff's deputy in the town named Deputy Andy, and is, he is strictly com- comedic relief. He's big, dopey dude, paunchy stomach, kind of dumb. There's like a whole thing running where he's like in love with the, the secretary at the sheriff's office and she's also kind of ditzy. And so it's like when we need co- comedic relief, we put Lucy and Sheriff Andy in a scene <laughs> to kind of like kind of talk around their feelings because they're basically children. But there's this thing where they're like trying to get at something under a pallet and the board flips up and smacks him in the face. And it is a good two minutes of him just wobbling back and forth in the same way. Oh my god. And a scene that like in any and for some reason it works in that scene and it's cuz it's kind of after like I can't I can't remember the exact scenes around it, but it's like around some pretty tense stuff. And so it's like here's your here's your relief. Take a minute to breathe because you're going to watch this dopey big lanky like 65 goofy dude just kind of waver back and forth. 
<laughs> back and forth and back and forth and just have people staring at him. It cuts it cuts back to uh like Kyle McLaughlin's just looking at him just like oh I don't God. I don't know what to do in this situation. Um Manuel Ferreira, I don't know if you know who he was as a ca- great character actor, amazing character actor. His whole character in the show was that he was kind of a dick who was also kind of Buddhist, which was really strange. Oh, okay. But he's like so he it's like his like second appearance and he shows up and you just watch every you just watch him in the background just increasingly losing his patience <laughs> with what's going on in front of him. And like you said, it's just like it's a perfect reaction in the background. Like yeah. they don't need to like sit there and make him like slap his head, slap his forehead or like stomp around angry or wonder what's going on. They just watch this happen. And it is one of the like weirdest and funniest scenes I've ever seen. He's just kind of back and hmm. forth, back That's and forth. <laughs> That's interesting. Like I now kind of want to watch that and see. <laughs> like, you could probably find that one. That seems like one of those scenes where you can find like that one scene on you on, just, on like, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> well, I uh. mean. That's pretty much been my week. I mean, other than being sad that Solo is just getting its ass handed to it, and it oh. makes me very sad because it was. So I have bad. a feeling that in a few years, yeah, in a few years when we have like more of those Star Wars stories to look at, and after Episode Nine maybe, comes out, maybe we'll have more Star Wars stories. <laughs> Who knows? We will. <laughs> Cat- Here's the thing. So somebody pointed this out. Kathleen Kennedy's the woman that took over yeah. Lucas Films after Apparently, George Lucas rumor, uh, sold it. Yeah, rumor is she's stepping down or leaving or something. I haven't. I haven't heard any of that. Yeah. I refuse to believe. I'll, re- I'll believe that when it happens. That it's, woman. Yeah, that no. woman produced <laughs> Jurassic Park and Jaws, like a bunch of mm. Spielberg and like other George Lucas venues and a bunch of other stuff from like the late '80s into the early '90s. Yeah. She has been producing some of your favorite films just the fact that she's like the face of lucasfilm right now means that she's getting the brunt of it although (laughs) unfortunately unfortunately kelly tran is apparently getting even more of the brunt of it um which is the worst thing in the world Mm -hmm. leave actors alone people let them they just do things unless they're a bad person in real life you can make you can go after them dead but don't harass them when they're just perfectly nice people doing their job that's the thing too (laughs) it's like in like Actors are there to portray a character. If the character sucks, which, whatever. If if a character that a person plays you don't like, it's not the person who's playing them. They're, that's not their fault. It's not even the direct, like the it's director or the writer's the director, fault. Like it's exactly. not like it's not like we're saying go harass them instead. Don't harass anybody. Yeah, Harassment exactly. is bad. We're taking a very firm stance on Sarah Port Jr. that harassing people might be a bad thing. If, uh, if you think it's so easy, <laughs> go out there and do it yourself. How about yes, that? Exactly. Oh my God, <laughs> so many things just fell because I am so passionate about this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? You know what doesn't have? You know what doesn't have toxic fandoms? Video games. Let's talk about video games. Video oh, games. Oh God. The sad thing is that I'm gonna talk about that again sometime while we talk about this. What? So. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Last thing. Don't. Yeah. Don't be rude to people. Um. Again, unless they're bad person in real life. Like, honestly, these people Coming, work cover, hard. Someone... These people work hard to make movies to entertain you. Just, Absolutely. just let it happen. Coming, coming let from the someone who's happen. Coming from someone who's trying to kick his addiction to fighting with people on Twitter. Let me tell you, 
You don't feel good about yourself afterwards. You never do. Yeah. You're not going to change anything. You are not going to change the billion-dollar Disney Corporation's, like, business plan. Yeah, exactly. You're not. No. So. Nope. <laughs> oh, Anyways, man. Segue to video games. Oh, God. I want to talk about video games, but I just remembered something talking about that. Oh, Hold on. Because oh, we should have talked about this a while ago. It'll take, like, two minutes. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2. Got oh, a new yeah. trailer this. Got a new trailer this week. I am staying um, away. I've star- seen nothing. Oh, good. I, I won't even tell you what the trailer is, but the trailer has a very good scene. That's all I'm going to say. I'm excited for you to see it in the film. <laughs> but I really want to talk about the fact that it's named Wreck It Ralph Two. Break uh, Wreck It Ralph the breaks internet. the internet. Yeah. Because we needed to talk about where that phrase came from. Um, where are we? Twenty minutes into this, I recently I talked to my parents over the weekend. We are. <laughs> good. I talked to my parents over the weekend, and my dad was like, "I like listening to both your shows, but after twenty minutes, and I can't remember, I can't recognize anything you're saying anymore. I turn it <laughs> off. So this is a good time to find out. Are they okay? They're probably not listening hey. anymore. Good. We need to talk about where the phrase "break the internet" comes from because it comes from naked Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, I realize that I realize that what you probably have is a bunch of forty-year-old dudes sitting in a writer's room, who went, "Hey, break the internet seems like a popular phrase. We should name the movie that." But you should recognize that that phrase, while it may have existed before this, is mostly popular because Kanye West and Kim Kardashian did a photo shoot in which yep. Kim Kardashian was very naked, and then they posted the pictures online and said the phrase, "We're gonna break, break the internet with." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, so That's just Disney. Disney. I know Disney. I know you're listening. You probably listen to everything that says the word Disney just to make sure you can you, to see if you can sue them. So I know you're listening now. Don't invite that you into can't. this. <laughs> Why Especially, would you say- you're gonna get a, you're gonna get enough crap you're gonna get enough crap for for the emoji movie comparisons when this finally comes out. You Listen. don't need the break of the internet stuff on top of that. Listen, the emoji movie is a fantastic film, and I <laughs> wish I was kidding. Uh... I love that movie. <laughs> I'm gonna have to actually watch I it. Should. Have you never seen to... it? No, because I didn't <gasps> want to. I didn't. I refused. You gotta do it for the podcast now. Oh, do it for God. the cast. Fine. After E3, yes. I will watch. I will make sure that the emoji movie oh gets watched. Oh my God! I'm so excited now. Oh, anyway. God. <laughs> so that's all I want to say about that. Now on the E3. Those yes. of you who do not know what E3 is, uh, E3 stands for the Electronics Entertainment Expo the biggest video game conference there is for many years it was press only but the last year i think it was last year they actually opened it to the public Mm -hmm. in what might be one of the dumbest moves they've ever made (laughs) (laughs) because they are not a public event they're not packs right they're not made for the public they're Mm -hmm. made for the press to come see stuff and then report on it to make video games look good that's all e3 is for it's basically just press conferences (laughs) it's press it's press conferences for three days and then it's four days of people scheduling one preview out of the thousand they should be sitting in and like and it is entirely doctored and it is so performative and most of what you see is not going to look like that when it comes out it's great because it is the great it's like every year like it's two months leading up to it it's oh e3 sucks and we have to remember that ubisoft did this terrible thing or ea did that terrible thing and then like the week of e3 it is nothing but people loving on games for like four days straight and i love every second of it (laughs) I love every second of that hypocrisy from start to finish. <laughs> oh, man. 
So we're going to talk about the, the different press conferences really quick. Yes. Um, because what generally happens, like I said, it's a, a weekend of press conferences and then the games press at large sits or kind of goes to this convention for a week and sees the previews and like reports on it and stuff. And these press conferences have gotten huge. I know that you said you went to a, you went to the big Sony one in a movie theater. In a movie like theater, that's, yeah. That's yeah. how big it was. And when you were looking at it, when you were actually watching where it was, they were off site in this massive, <laughs> massive place, yeah. this massive auditorium. Yeah. yeah. They've got, you know, and they're, they, they've got a different set piece for every game they're previewing. They got the zombie game they've been pushing for years, it feels like. Days Gone. Uh, days gone. gone. Yep. And they've got bodies hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an insane production for everybody. I mean, it's an insane production for everybody. Yeah. It's, it's it's crazy. I mean, and dedication. Like I I appreciate it sometimes. Though. I mean, it's it's where a big part of their budget goes yeah. for marketing every year. Like it really did become like for for because for years it was just like E three would happen and then you would read about it later and then as soon as pretty much as soon as the internet came along because no TV show no TV channel is going to put this on. No. no TV channel is going to take a weekend out of their scheduling and and put up these these broadcasts. But as soon as the internet was available. You can watch these live. They're gonna have Twitch makes Twitch makes bank on this weekend of people oh, just just loaded yeah. on. The, um, they do their own like after shows every year. Like yeah. that's how like Twitch is like living on E3 right now. And yeah. good on them for it because the other thing is, every gaming outlet is using Twitch to do their own version of it. So yeah. Twitch has their own, and then there's also IGN, Polygon, uh, Waypoint. Kotaku, all of them are doing stuff. All of them are putting videos up uh, all throughout. So, let's get into the schedule. <laughs> Talk about these companies because it's a mix. You get yes. Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, the big three mm -hmm. consoles and publishers out there. But you also get a couple of publishing development houses that do their own thing. And it usually starts in well this year with EA. <laughs> Have you ever watched an EA press conference? No. Like any pivot? So, so, so just to like. I usually am the person who is not watching the stuff live because I'm either doing something during the, the, the conference or <clears throat> I just can't sit there through all the, the Yeah, I mean, these things like, it's like I just want to know what games hours. are coming out. I just want to know. Yeah, exactly. you're talking about eight, eight two-hour press conferences over yeah. like four days, basically. So I've never really – the only one with the exception of that Sony one, which, again, like I said – uh, last week was that was an experience. I mean, it is called the the Sony like E3 experience. Oh yeah, because it's it's different than just sitting in front of your computer watching it with by yourself or maybe with a friend. But it's like if that was a thing, if I could do that, I would do that. But it's you know, it sounds like, it's, usually, like when those, it's like when those theaters were doing, hey, watch every um, MCU movie yeah. up until <laughs> Infinity War. So it means that for thoughts. three days. For three days, <laughs> sit in your own filth and watch a bunch yeah. of movies. Yeah, I mean, and have movie popcorn. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. That's all I'm saying. But, um, no, I, I'm Ugh. usually the person who will just, like, wait until E3. Is a, maybe catch some highlights here and there and then just look at the list, you know? Yeah. Um, and then if, and then if I am curious about a game that is on the list, then I will go to the press conference and, because they're recorded. They are always oh, right. yeah, up they, You can always watch them again. Um, yeah, I, I watched them live. I watched yeah. 20 hours of nothing last week. 
I can that tell you true. I will watch most of these live. <laughs> this this year I'm going to try my best to because I, like I want to talk about it and I right. it's, it's going to be well, fun to talk about it. Let me be your guide through some of these because the EA one especially you don't have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> So a big thing that, that has happened, and a big reason why they opened E3 to the public, is that there are actually less and less companies going to E3. Because they're starting to realize that now with things like Twitch and yeah. the, like a thousand different gaming outlets and their own press release, all of this stuff, they don't have to rely on E3 the way they used to. You know, They can just leak something and it gets written about for months before they exactly. make an official announcement. <laughs> So more and more, you're seeing companies not even bother to go to E3, and EA has done that for this. I think this is their third year running. Mm -hmm. So they do the EA All Access or the EA Experience. They call it something. I think it's All Access. They, I've heard that yeah. before. And they they hire and they they rent out like a whole space for themselves, like down the street from the actual conference, <laughs> and they put on their own show. And they are the only thing that goes on on Saturday. So. Yeah. Looking at the, the article I sent you, so I'm looking at Kotaku, if anybody's interested, looking at Kotaku's schedule. I mean, the schedule is obviously available a bunch of places, uh, starting at 2 o'clock your time, right? So, I'm trying yeah. to think of, yeah, because it's going to start at noon my time. Yeah, so starting at 2 o'clock on the East Coast, 11 o'clock on the West Coast, everything in between, EA is going to do their press conference, and it's going to be about an hour and a half, two hours of actual, like, previews look like a normal press conference and then the rest of the day it's going to be them re-previewing those more in depth like they're going to show you like last year they did they they announced battlefront 2 was the announcement last year and so after all of their press conference stuff was done they straight up had like a LAN battle <laughs> of EA, of a battlefront 2 to show off the game and they had people there you know announcing it and they had different interviews as it was going and they were showing off the game and stuff like that so that'll happen like throughout the day on saturday yeah um but <laughs> what i'm hoping doesn't happen this year is youtubers because that's what the last year was like all about they're trying to figure out like twitch streaming and youtube streaming and people who talk about games on on youtube and this whole popular market but they didn't get a lot of game people from YouTube. Oh, really? So there was like one guy, I, f I don't remember his name. That's okay. I'm about to kind of crap on him anyway, so it's a good thing I don't remember his name. <laughs> but he's more popular. He's more popular for doing like prank videos with his girlfriend than he is about anything video, video game related. But, I mean, you watch his videos and you go, okay, this guy's personable. He's great. Likes talking to people. He's funny. I would love to put this guy in front of a crowd to just talk about anything as a great host. This guy looked like a dare in the headlights for the 20 minutes that they had him speaking. Jeez. 20 very excruciating minutes of watching this guy stammer through cue cards, talking about stuff he clearly didn't understand, oh didn't know how to deal with the fact that, like, normally... If anybody's ever watched like a blogger on YouTube, they're usually by themselves or with one other person in their own home. Yeah. In the most comfortable environment you can be in. And this guy is in a room with five like like with like five hundred to a thousand people and just like talking to a camera with an audience that is probably five times what he actually like he doesn't do anything live. <clears throat> like not yeah, no. talking live to people. And like and that ended up carrying through the rest of E three last year. Like uh, Ubisoft, I, I don't know if it was Ubisoft or someone else did, might have been Microsoft, showed off like a, a competitive multiplayer game, kind of like Overwatch, and 
their way to show that off was to not really announce the game. Just all of a sudden, they were showing a preview of it, and some guy stood on stage shouting into a microphone like a bad like, like sportscaster what? for the whole <laughs> five minutes of this preview. Jesus. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And like, that's because that's what they, that's where they think it's going. They think it's yeah. going towards esports and multiplayer and stuff yeah. like that. And that's fine. I have no problem with games going that way or with, with people like that's where the money goes, but like, don't make your press conference based on that. <laughs> <laughs> there um, are other ways to do it. Yeah. That's so EA, yeah, so EA will be on Saturday. They'll show off all of their sports games. They'll show off the upcoming Madden. Mm-hmm. Um, though last year they showed off, uh, so the new Madden came out and it had a story mode, like a Telltale yeah. game style yep. story mode. I was actually interested in it because that, of that. starred so like, by Shala Ali. Yeah, it starred like an actual Oscar-winning yeah. actor. Yeah, I was like, I was very into that because again, I had to take a quiz on it. And I was like, this is super cool. Like, and then um, I think I think the show did a similar thing. Um, the, sh- the show or the newest FIFA, like they have been doing that kind of style. FIFA like did your, yep, yep. Yeah, FIFA's had this like career mode with like mm-hmm. a very singular character yeah, for a couple yeah, of games yep. now. And it's really worked out for them. Yeah, it's 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 kind of cool because that was that's kind of like sports games. You can only do so much. Like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing a game that I could be playing in the real world. It's like I want. I kind of want more. But like, story gives that. So it's it's good that they've kind of realized that. Yeah. <laughs> that um, you can give it a little bit more longevity. If yeah. You story mode. But also, like I said before, this was their big show off of Battlefront yeah. Two, which became such a massive, um, a massive shit show for them at the end of last thing? year. Yeah, it was all. I mean, broken. So uh, did you actually play it? I never no. actually played. It. Okay, no, I, never played I didn't know that I there was know there were that... some glitch problems. Yeah, but it was the loot boxes that really got them at well, the end of that year. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean by broken. Oh. Like they, they <laughs> oh, broke okay. themselves by doing the loot That's box. That's true. They broke um, themselves so bad that freaking Disney had to call them and be like, "What are you doing yeah. with our property?" Yep. <laughs> <laughs> People are uh, hating you. Yeah, and by extension, us. Yeah. So, uh, again, if my parents are still listening, Star Wars Battlefront 2 is a multiplayer game in which, <laughs> in which you, you play out the different battles in, in, in the, from the Star Wars games where you get to play on either you know one side or the other and you play different versions of soldiers. There are some that have bigger weapons and some that are medics and that kind of thing. Um, and they let you play through all the different <clears throat> machines. And yeah. Sometimes they let you play as really famous characters, but only sometimes. <laughs> so- <laughs> I played through the first... Uh, no, I didn't play through the first one, but I did play the first one, and it's fun. I mean, running around as Palpatine, you know, zapping people was really fun. Um, I haven't played it since like the PS2 original <laughs> Xbox era. I've got I've got it sitting out here for like original Xbox. <laughs> like- nice, nice. Yeah, no, I... I mean, I don't own it. It was just I was at my friend's house, and he's like, you want to play yeah. this? I'm like, sure. <laughs> um, and then they'll also show off uh, EA is the one that does the Battlefield games, which is the answer to Call of Duty. Battlefield is the other big war franchise. The more franchise. realistic answer uh, to Call of Duty. Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. That's <laughs> more realistic. I don't know. I, I so heard that. Um... They, they sold themselves yeah. as the more realistic for a while, and then at some point went, you know what? It'll actually be way more, like, realism is not as important. They still <laughs> go for it. 
but not as important to them because Call of Duty also kind of went that way in a lot of yeah. places, especially with their World War II return last year. Mm-hmm. was like, we're going back to what World War II was really like with yeah. loot boxes coming down on Normandy Beach. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> so that happened, right? Yeah, and so especially Battlefield Five, like they did a big announcement for it a few weeks ago and, and really showed it off where they're still doing the realistic stuff. Forget every white guy that yells at you on the internet about a woman being in battle. It still looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're going to highlight different, like they, their whole thing. They went, they did Battlefield One last year, which was yep. their World War One game. And the way that they structured the campaign in that game was you did different stories within the war. So rather than it being like an eight-hour campaign of one character, you would play a couple of characters, you would play like one or two characters for a couple of hours, finish their story, and then do a new one in a different location and stuff like that. So you'd get all these different like theaters of war and stuff like that. And that's kind of what Battlefield Five is going to be like, um, returning to World War II as well, yeah. but they're going to do things like go into the Soviet, uh, like the Soviet army where you can, where they had the women snipers and all this stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, like that, yeah, they're going to do uh, stuff like that. And then, their multiplayer is going to be very class-based, um, where uh, like different characters, kind of like in Overwatch, the different characters have different like Uber or whatever they're called, Ultras, ultimates or whatever. Ultra, oh, yeah. There it is, Ul- Ultras. Not, no, it's ultimate. <laughs> but the, the, the characters in yeah the Battlefield Five like multiplayer characters will do the same thing. Yeah. Oh so, wow. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So we're going to see probably a bunch of that on Saturday. Yeah. Like that's oh, that's. I'm sure. And then also BioWare's new game, um, that they've been working mm. on which is called Anthem, which looks like a mix of Destiny and Mass Effect. Which oh, I haven't seen anything about that. Yeah, that showed off during the EA and then I think the Microsoft press conferences last year. That was like their first kind of announcement of it. But this year we're probably going to get more detail. Oh, okay. So it's, again, more multiplayer-based like Destiny is, but it's uh, like the environment and the character models and all that look very mass effect which looks really interesting so that's kind of what to expect from ea like i said the rest of the day after the actual like announcements are done Mm. is going to be a lot of preview of things they'll show off probably some like they showed off some like mobile star wars game last year that nobody cared about for they did it for like what felt like forever uh (laughs) of like previewing it so after they do like the full announcements and they start like going to different groups of people playing games you're done you don't have to watch the rest of that if you don't want to because yeah. it's not worth it um <laughs> <right>. good to know <laughs> yeah so then on sunday we we're going to start the day it's microsoft uh 1 p.m pacific so that's five your time four 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 your time to my time yep i, I added four in instead of, of i added four instead of adding three <laughs> <laughs> um so microsoft so microsoft is interesting last year it was all almost entirely indie games. Yeah. Uh, the big joke about Microsoft and, and Xbox right now is that Xbox does not have a lot of great exclusive anything. Anything that you can get is not only available on PC, where it's going to look a lot better if you have a good gaming PC, but it's also available on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So, and the exclusives they do have are not super great. Yeah, no. But they just announced Game Pass, which is this great this great program where I think it's like ten bucks a month, and you basically get the the few exclusive exclusives that they do have. You have Sweet. like instant access to them. Oh. Hmm. You're basically paying just like a subscription fee to yeah. just like yeah. get all of their their exclusives as they come, and then it comes with some other like multiplayer stuff and all of that. Now, if you stop I, paying it, do you lose all that? Uh, that is a good question. Mm-hmm. That I don't know because I know yeah. that's how it works on on PS Plus. Yeah. Every like PS Plus free game you get goes away if you stop paying them. Um, <laughs> but but Microsoft a few weeks ago did something, and I have serious doubts that this will show up at E3. 
but it was the first time I ever thought that Microsoft was worth giving that I have thought in years, I should say, that Microsoft was worth giving my money to solely to support them. And it was because they announced a disability uh, capable controller. Have you seen anything with that? No. Yeah, so I don't care about their games. They're going to probably do a bunch of, of indies, which are going to look really cool, and maybe a few things. I'm, like, they'll I'm, probably also show off Anthem yeah, and some other. Yeah, I'm slightly excited uh, for Microsoft. Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm always willing to be surprised by Microsoft. It's just that, like, last year especially was, like, they were announcing the Xbox One X, mm. which was their big thing, their big 4K thing, and yep. then, like, a bunch of indie stuff, and so they didn't have a lot of great exclusive-looking stuff, yep. which is not to say that the indie stuff the indie stuff looks fantastic. Some of it looked amazing. There's one, and I wish I gotta I gotta look up the name of it, and we'll talk about it when we talk about Microsoft probably, probably in part one next week. Probably um, break it down right. that way. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this later. But my assumption assumption is that we'll talk about Saturday and Sunday for part one, and then Monday and Tuesday for part two. Like yeah, that's exactly. that's yeah. Um, yeah. so, um, so, but there there is this one really cool looking one that's about. It is about a musician. It is a platformer about a musician, and the trailer looked so fucking, oh, like, wow. animated beautifully, and I really wish I could remember the name of it, but we will definitely talk oh. about it again, and I hope we see more about it, and I'll send you the I'll probably just put the, the trailer yeah. up for it. I'll yeah. put the trailer up for it on the Twitter page at some yeah. point. But, like, there's, they, they, do, they do really well. They are a really great company for indie games. Yeah. It, it, there's always conversations about... You know, when you sell your stuff to Microsoft to put it on their system, is it, you know, are you selling your soul or something? But that's just, that's the usual indie conversation. Um, but I really, they, they do do really well with that. But about a month ago, working with a charity that I should have remembered to look the name up. Uh, oh. <laughs> it was like Able Gamers something. Yeah. Um, again, I'll put the info up on the Twitter page. But they announced an exclusive Xbox controller for gamers with disabilities who can't use a regular controller basically who can't use the just basic controller and what this thing looks like is it's about the size of looks to be about the size maybe a little bit bigger of your standard keyboard okay and on top you have these two i mean you have a couple of standard buttons like the d-pad mm -hmm. and joystick and stuff and these two very big like Think of like a, a, a turnstile yeah. like big 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 circle things that i can't i don't know if those are buttons or just pads but then, running along the back of it is an input for every single button on an Xbox One controller, like a like a headphone jack-looking input wow. for every single one. And the controller comes with a ridiculous number of adapters that can be plugged into any one of those so that you can customize this lap controller for whatever your needs are. Wow. So, like, if you only have, you know, two fingers on one hand, mm -hmm. you can can map just two things to your left hand and the rest to your right hand if you only if you need to do something with like your shoulder you can plug something into the back of this and then rest it on your shoulder and use like the side of your head and your shoulder to control this thing so that if that's the only way you can move it is this fantastic little thing and it is it is authorized by xbox like this charity worked with microsoft uh -huh. it is an official xbox controller these are like official things like guaranteed to work with an xbox system That's and sweet. what i would love is for e3 <laughs> to take like five minutes to do a video about that yeah. just five minutes yeah. to do a video about that would be wonderful yeah. i don't know if they will it would but... be a huge missed opportunity yeah but definitely <laughs> like for but definitely like if that is something that that interests anyone listening out there just look up the like xbox 
um, disability controller. I, I, I'm not sure best, but there's like a, there's like YouTube videos direct from Microsoft that show it off and a bunch of other people have looked at it, but it was, it was made, like I said, in, in conjunction with this charity and with people with disabilities so that they, they are made correctly. Like they're not made. Right. So it's not like, it's not just like an ultimate cash grab. It's like a hundred dollar controller too. It's like for something that you think when you look at the accessories and the size of this thing, you think it would cost way more. Yeah. And for yes. such a what would be a very niche market, and it was only a hundred dollars, like wow. it's fantastic. Wow! So yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what I. That's pretty so, awesome. That's and that's <laughs> the type of stuff like that's the type of stuff that like Microsoft really should lean on is like mm. it's it's this is your lifestyle thing, not so much this is your ultimate gaming rig. Mm. Like we don't yeah, have a yeah, ton yeah. of exclusives, but we make gaming accessible and also right, like right. everybody knows what an Xbox is. Yeah. I'm pretty certain every time someone looks at a, every time someone older than 50 looks at a PlayStation, they go, "Hey, look, you got an Xbox," because <laughs> or 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 Nintendo. Like those are the two systems that everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So so yeah, so Microsoft. I mean, who knows? It is really up in the air, especially because no one expects them to announce a new a new 4K console. So who knows It'd what their what their things could be? Crazy if they did. It really is. <laughs> it, it really would be. Like so. So that and and that means that it's like the ultimate dark horse to just have the most yeah. ridiculous like level of of craziness going for it. Um, I I have cautious high hopes that they're going <laughs> to surprise us with something. Um, I'm still holding out for uh, a Quantum Break sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of remedy, did you see the thing I posted <laughs> on Twitter about the dog? About that's what dog? I want. That's the other thing that should go on stage, by the way. So <laughs> Remedy, Remedy is the company that made Alan Wake and Quantum Break yes. and yeah, other things. <laughs> and they were testing yes. a new motion capture thing. And so someone brought their dog into the office and they stuck the bubbles all over oh. it. And we're like, we just need to see if we can map what a dog does. Oh and so God. they just they, they stuck a stuck a bunch of motion bo- motion uh, control bobbles all over this dog and just played with it for a little bit like that dog that dog should be on stage for every minute of microsoft yes. oh my god because <laughs> it just looks so goofy. it's like watch it's like whenever you see like andy circus yeah. and he's done all this stuff with all the things only it's a dog just just a pit bull just smiling oh away Jeez. <laughs> uh so later sunday night we'll get bethesda and by i shouldn't say later they learned their lesson so bethesda is interesting because I think two years ago was the first time they ever did their own E3 press conference. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Because for many years, they were the Elder Scrolls and Fallout yeah. people, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. But they are a strange, strange company who does things like buy id Software, who made some of the first first-person shooters like we talked about it last week where they, they the company that made Doom and Quake mm-hmm. and all these other great – like they bought them. They, they own them now. Uh, um, and they also bought a company called Arcane, the company that made uh, Dishonored and Prey. Prey, by the way, if nobody, if you haven't played that or if our listeners haven't, give Prey a shot. That oh, is a I good need game. To. I ha- I own it. I Prey is interesting yet. because it like the marketing made it look like a horror game. It's not really a it's horror not, game. Yeah, no. It's much more like Bioshock in space. Mm. It's like that's the best way to think about it. It's yeah. a very good version of Bioshock in space. <laughs> I loved it. Um, it looked very so, cool. <laughs> so it's like really so that's like the weird stuff that Bethesda will do, and that was exactly what they did. Their first at their first press conference is they were like, "Oh, by the way, uh, we're bringing back Doom." 
the most classic game ever <laughs> that that if we screw this up will ruin our credibility mm -hmm. for all of gaming eternity and they brought out doom 2016 and it's one of the single best games they've yeah. ever played <laughs> yep. yeah and then they're like oh we bought we bought prey a game that was like a cult classic on the original xbox and what we really did was we just made our own game and put prey on the title <laughs> <laughs> like, but we let the dishonored people make a sci-fi game mm -hmm. and it was great it was fantastic yep and then we'll also announce, they'll probably announce that Skyrim's coming out on like eight other systems yeah. in some other form or fashion. So, <laughs> someone made a really great joke that Fallout 76 was going to be that you just sit down at the terminal and play Skyrim again. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that'd be or, funny. They'll really, or they'll really they surprise us and announce the next Elder Scrolls game on top of this. <laughs> but like, but again, it's another thing where like we, we don't know what Bethesda's going to do. Because they tend to not announce things that aren't coming out the same year. So, like, their first conference, they announced Doom. Doom came out, like, within a year of E3. It came out before the next E3. Yeah. Uh, they also announced Fallout 4 that year. That came out that October. Um, last year, they announced... Um, they also announced Prey at that same time, and Prey came out in February last year. Uh, last year, they announced... Uh, Wolfenstein 2, which came out at the end of that year. So, like, they're really good at being like, this is the stuff that's coming from us, which means that we have to have something new next year. Exactly. Because we are telling you everything that you're going to be able to play in the next year. Yeah. But so that's what I'm really excited for is to see what, what, what they bring to the table. We're going to see more Rage yeah. 2. We're going to oh, see yeah. more Fallout 76. Yeah. Um, those are all, always exciting. They also theme their stuff really interestingly. So last year it was Bethesda World, which looked a lot like, oh, yeah. a lot like Disney. Yep. And so they, they basically do they do a video a lot like Nintendo does. Only they also have people standing on on stage to talk. But they'll they'll spend the first half of that that press conference with a video that will be themed ridiculously, <laughs> and will go through previews of most of their games that are upcoming. And then they'll spend the the second half Just talking about talking what those about games them. are basically. Yeah. Um, and you'll see, let's see, the two guys you're definitely going to see are Pete Hines and Todd Howard. <laughs> God, okay. the fact that I know their names is ridiculous. Todd <laughs> Howard is the guy. Todd Howard is the guy behind um, most of Fallout and um, and Elder Scrolls. Like okay. he's like one of the direct the game director there. Pete Hines is like the is like the marketing director or the president of of Bethesda or something. Mm -hmm. So they always come out on stage, but very very silly, goofy guys that definitely like clearly like what they're doing it's the thing i like about that's the good. smaller press that's what i like about the smaller press conferences like that like bethesda and ubisoft and um even devolver with their ridiculous stuff like they're clearly <laughs> being made by, they're being made by the people who are not making your consoles like these are the people who want to make the games for you yeah like yeah. these are the people that know like really love what they're doing and they will put ridiculous they'll do ridiculous things like put on 20 hour live streams of nothing <laughs> Because they know that you'll watch, and also they know that you'll laugh at it the same way they're laughing at it behind the camera. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. They're just there to have fun and uh, make fun for people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Mondays starts off weird with Square Enix, because I don't know what anything Square Enix makes besides Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, me either. Um... <laughs> If they don't make, if they don't spend, oh my God! Okay, sorry, I'm reading the article right now. They announced near. They're they're the ones that published near Automata. Oh, yes, that is true. So, did you ever play that? No, it no. came out, but it came out around the same time of Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn, and yes. Zelda. 
uh, Breath Jedi. of the Wild. So they were always a lot. I wanted to because of how much I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, and, like, I was able to talk about it with people. They were like, oh, it's so good. Like, it's in the same tier and all that. So I just haven't I haven't been able to get it's, my hands on it. So It is interesting because it is a game that has no right being as good as it is. <laughs> Um, so first off, it is a very, like the, it's a Japanese game, Japanese RPG guy who made guy who really put the whole thing together. His name is Yoko Taro. You, no one has ever seen his face. I don't think because whenever he does public appearances, he's wearing this giant mask that is from this near franchise that he created. Yeah. Uh, this giant globe smiley face thing that he puts over his head <laughs> and that game starts face? off. The little robot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He wears that everywhere. Yes. Like, I don't think anyone has ever seen his face. Yeah. Or if they have, they're not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> and they, they have no mouths. <laughs> yeah. And he makes, and, and like, so Nier itself is a, is a franchise, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize. So the first two came out on PS2. Yeah. I don't think a, I don't think a Nier game came out on PS3. And, to, and so then PS4 is this thing. And Nier Automata is a sequel to that sec- to one of the different uh, endings of the last Nier game. Yeah. So like many JRPGs, there's a thousand endings to these games, and this is a sequel to one of them that you might <laughs> never see. <laughs> Just because it takes place in a universe that they created by splitting a timeline, by doing some ridiculous quantum thing. They also The other thing is that like for the first probably half of the time that you're playing this game it is a very basic rote game it is just like it's a, it's your this very anime looking woman running around this dead world and beating up a bunch of robots mm-hmm. and doing side quests and all this other stuff and when that run ends um very mild spoiler because the only reason i knew to do this was that someone else told me so i'm just gonna put this out in the world <laughs> you just start a new game there's no new game plus there's no, the, the, there's no, there's nothing that really tells you. The only thing that really tells you, hey, if you play the game again, something will change, is a literal message at the end of the credits of the first run that say, start a new game. We promise things will be different. Huh. That's like all it says. And it doesn't say new game plus, and it doesn't say that you're overwriting a save file or all this other stuff. It just says, just start a new game. And you start a new game, and immediately they're showing you a cutscene that was not part of the original thing, and you're oh, playing wow. a different character. And you're playing a different character. That's and it's like, wait, sweet. hold on. <laughs> and it turns out, and it ends up that there's like four or five different endings, like the playthroughs that you have to do because every time it's changing a little bit to get all of the endings. Yeah. And they're like playing with this whole concept of like replay of like video games lets you replay these worlds from different perspectives and they play on like the ideas of purpose and love and partnership and oh it's so it gets so deep like the more and more you go and it starts out so basic that you would never guess that happened unless someone else was like just please just stick with it i promise (laughs) and it's like play it And so, like, if so, like, if Square Enix at their press conference announces something else kind of goofy and out there like that, that's what I'll be watching. I don't yeah. care about Kingdom Hearts three. I haven't played. I play basically played Kingdom Hearts one, kind of. I don't think I ever finished it. I've um, never played Kingdom Hearts two. Never played any of the thousand spinoffs. Do you want to know what my experience? This small tangent, 
because it needs to be shared since we're talking about it. But one of my friends is he loves Kingdom Hearts. It's one of his it is his favorite game series of all time. Um, he brought it with him to school, and I was like, I want to try playing it, little you know. I'm like, it's, 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 it seems easy enough, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you mean Final Fantasy, but with Disney characters? I love that concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm going through, and I start the game. And so you've played the opening, right, of the first game, yeah, right? Yeah. Where, you're mean, on the, through... where you're on the island. and Yeah, you know? I can't remember where I stopped. I just remember I played I Kingdom Hearts and never finished it. That's <laughs> so, all I remember. So I've, I've played through it twice, the same part twice. You play through the tutorial. It's cool. You pick your power whatever then you're on the the island with all the other kids and there is a part where you have to f race there's a part where you're racing you're like one of your friends okay um, yeah that sounds riku, familiar riku is his name i believe and mm -hmm. you're racing him to name a boat because we're children and that is how we decide things <laughs> and because we're tw because we're 15 years <laughs> too early for Bodie McBoatface exactly <laughs> so so it's this race that i could not do and i'm like this game is stupid because I can't beat this. My friend was like, you don't have to beat it. Like, you just don't get to name the boat what you named, you wanted to name it. And I'm like, no, I need to name, I need to beat him. I need to know that I can beat him. And then I'm trying to do it. And I'm like, I'm going to get to change the boat's name, right? And I, this is like six, six tries of trying to beat him. My friend's like, no, you don't get to rename the boat. And I'm like, why? Never mind. I need to do it now. I need to prove it to myself. I don't care about the boat anymore. I just need, it took me 14, maybe 15 times to beat this. And There's course, a video and of, of the me. Game is like, and of course it's, it's, you have to beat it. It's not like the game is like, well, if you win or lose, you just get a different cutscene no matter what. And oh, then no. the game moves on. No, you have to win this race. No, no, no. No, you don't. Oh, really? You can continue <laughs> the game, Zach. That is what I'm trying to get at. Is that you don't have to oh, beat him in man. order to continue the game. You can just continue. At least did you, from did you my know that, <laughs> or were you just like so adamant that you had to keep I, going? I had to beat him. It was like <laughs> it was just like this a need and desire that I am like I need to beat. I know I can do it. I am. I know I can do it. I know how I have to do it. I know that I have to take the shortcut because you know cheating exists, and I need to get this done. I could be wrong. You might have. I haven't played it in a while. I've never played it again because of how angry I got at this <laughs> stupid race. But uh. you, you, I'm pretty sure you can just continue. Like, you lose. You don't get to name the boat and you continue on. I'm pretty sure that's how normal people play it. You know, they just take their, they take the loss and they move on with their lives. I would, in fact, imagine that many people, many people probably assume you're supposed to lose that race yeah. and just fun. Oh. So maybe I have to oh. play it again, or I'll have to ask my friend if uh, Joe, if you're listening, you might have to steer me right on this or steer me wrong. I don't know what that's saying. Whatever. Anyways, so. <laughs> 
Yeah, Ugh. that's or, my experience watch, with Kingdom Hearts. Or just Hearts. watch someone play it online so you don't have to play it again. <laughs> or, better yet, find the video of the guy who ground to level 100 on that island oh, before geez. he moved on. Oh, my God. Which might be my favorite story. <laughs> that island um, is so frustrating. Some Everything... Twitch streamer spent like a month and a half grinding out every night for like hours uh, hours a day every day for like a month and a half grinding to level 100 before he continued with the game just to see what would happen i just remember (laughs) getting so angry at the at the play at the gameplay of that island i'm like i understand it's a tutorial i understand it but this is stupid this is exactly why people left twilight princess this is making me upset and here's the thing i like like i don't hate kingdom hearts i do like the world that the stuff that i've been told of it i like and i find interesting i cannot get through those games there's just there's just you know the rest of it to get through before you get to the stuff you like 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 my like i said my friend he he tells me everything about like i know the story kind of like i know it pretty much but it's like I just I can't get myself to sit down and just play it because of that dumb race. <laughs> it's like I just can't get past it. And then you have uh, to fight a kid whose weapon is a jump rope, and it's like, what is this? What am I doing? It's it's life. That's what life is in in anime world. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> That being said, um, I mean, Kingdom let's Hearts, see. it's kind of cool. Yeah, at the same time, like, <laughs> I, 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 to... it's always fun to see, like you said, it's fun to watch, like, happen. Like, I'm glad Kingdom Hearts exists for the people yes. that enjoy it. Yeah, I don't think so I'm ever going to be part of that world. Yeah. But, like, it is, oh, I mean... it is a, an amazing thing, like, just watching the different worlds and how they changed. Have you seen the Monsters, Inc.? world i haven't no because like i kind of i kind of want to like hold off on seeing anything it looks so gross i love it well it just looks so bad the coolest thing that i know about um kingdom hearts 3 is the roller coaster fight and it's like that i want to see and might want to play through because that is so cool to me that you're just gonna be flying around on the roller coaster it's probably like splash mountain or um Right. Or, yeah. Or absolutely. Space Mountain or something. But like that's so cool to me. But to what you're saying is like you're happy to s- that it exists because people. Let me tell you, I um like for my friend's birthday, I got him like the Keyblade set. It was a Keyblade set, and when he opened it, his eyes just lit up. Like that felt good. That something like was able to make him that happy, <laughs> you know. And it's yeah. like so I'm happy absolutely. it exists. So yeah, but. Yeah, I, I just can't play um, it. Let's see. <laughs> just sc- scrolling through this really quick. Uh, Square Enix is also the company that is publishing uh, the Tomb Raider games now. So we're going to yep. see more of Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the new one. Exactly. Um, so that will come out. So we'll see a preview of that. That'll be great. Um, there's nothing. I mean, Final Fantasy stuff all up in the air. They've been trying to remake Final Fantasy VII forever now. So we might see something from that. Um they're either going to announce Final Fantasy 16 or they're going to announce another expansion to Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 or they'll do both. Um, do I think all. last year, I think last year their their big Final Fantasy 15 announcement was the VR fishing game they yep. put out yeah. where you could fish with your bros. Uh, <laughs> so that's so that's Square Enix company that's been in the game a long time. Don't play much of their games, or I do and don't realize I'm playing their games yeah. like Tomb Raider near. Uh, <laughs> Um, so that's at, let's see, 10 a.m., so 11 my time, uh, one your time. one my time, yes. Yeah. Uh, so then after that, at 
You don't have to uh, do the math, you know, right? It's it's written there. <laughs> but on my not on the not on the E three not on the the Kotaku thing I'm looking yes, at. Yes, there is. It just says it just says 10 a.m. Pacific time. It no. doesn't say anything else on mine. If you look, at, there is a huge like bus schedule looking thing. Oh, at the top. That... Okay, that one. Yes, I'm not. I'm scrolling yeah. down to read their little blurb. Oh, but I okay. Don't oh, I have that God, on my. Don't screen. put me on. Don't put me on I'm blast, so, lady. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, this is great. So very quick, very quick. This episode, this episode's already going to be long. So quick tangent. We were, I was out to dinner with some friends last night, and we were talking about time because she had to drive her family back to Tucson for a thing. And the thing with Arizona, Arizona does not do daylight savings time, which means that half the year I'm on the same time zone and the same time as Arizona. Half the year I am not because they're on California time instead. And so we were trying to figure that out. And then we were looking up, for some reason, Costa Rica came up. And we're like, yeah, sure, let's look up the Costa Rica time. And we got really confused because Costa Rica's time was the same as our time. And we're like, that doesn't make any sense. They're in the central time zone. What's going on? And we realized that same thing. Costa Rica doesn't do daylight savings either, which means that we're in the half of the year where Costa Rica is on our time. (laughs) So, like, apparently for two days, I haven't known how time works, really. (laughs) I just didn't want you to have to do any unnecessary math. <laughs> uh, yeah, the unnecessary math of but, adding three to things. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, okay so um, Monday will also bring us Ubisoft. Yes. Ubisoft, who makes the Assassin's Creed games and Mario and Rapids, which yes. is fantastic. <laughs> and um, oh, the Watchdog series yep. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Far Cry, but they just put out Far Cry 5, so I don't expect anything from that. They're Although doing... Although some DLC. They're but doing... Ubisoft, um... Ubisoft is huge. Ubisoft is one of the biggest publishers out there, well, yeah. and it's really funny because their games are like so hit and miss for so many mm-hmm. people. They're, they're so interestingly divisive. Yeah. I love them. They're... For a couple of years, they had Aisha Tyler as their like host. For a really long time. I don't think they did last year, but for for two or three years there, like Aisha Tyler was the host of the (laughs) Ubisoft conference, which is really strange. Yeah. But she she obviously knew what she was talking about, though. Like, she was, like, very clearly, like, someone who likes their games and talking about it. So they're like, we're capitalizing on this right here. Um, They're doing Skull and Bones, right? They are. I am so excited. Yeah, so Skull and Bones is a ship battle simulator, basically. Um, anybody who's ever played Assassin's Creed Black, 4? Black, Black Flag? Flag? Yeah, yeah or, yep. or Rogue, or there's a little bit of it in Assassin's Creed 3, but I don't want to ever think about Assassin's Creed 3 again. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you about I own every one of those games. One of these days I'll go talk about my love-hate relationship with the Assassin's oh, Creed game. I would game. love it. I would love but, to hear that, because uh, all I can talk yeah. about is Black Flag. <laughs> but yeah, Skull and, Skull and Bones is just like if you took the ship battle mm-hmm. impl- like part of Black Flag and just made that a game. Which is honestly, <laughs> like, that's what's making me excited, because, like I said, I, I again, the the idea of Assassin's Creed was always something that I was like, this is cool. Like, this is, this sounds like it is up my alley. And then I found out that there was the pirate one, which I love pirates, and I'm like, I need to play this. <laughs> um, so I played it. I probably played like the first like 50 minutes, like the first hour, maybe. I don't even know. But on, on the island where you have to get off. Hey, yeah. spoiler alert! In video games, you have to get off a lot of islands. People. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. No, I don't. I don't know how far I got into it, but anyways, 
what I felt, what really got me into that game was the ship mechanics because it was, it just felt like I was captaining a ship and it was so smooth and the battles were so good. Like, I'm so excited. Did you, did you get far enough to get any of the sea shanties? I got, you were... I got some of them. That is I, probably I did get the, some best, of them. the best part of the whole ship yeah. mechanic in mm-hmm. that is that you go throughout that game and you collect sea shanties. And so as you're riding around in the boat, yeah. your crew just sings. sings. And you can and change through them. Yes. And I think the best part about that is I think – I don't know if it was 4 or if it was Rogue because I found it in Rogue, um, which was this weird spinoff to 4 um, that is like a, a weird prequel to – Four, which really? I really like. Huh. Yeah, so Rogue is this idea, is this like weird prequel to to Four, where there's this Templar. Um, anybody who's never played the Assassin's Creed games before, all you need to know is that the Templars, the conspiracy theory Templars, <laughs> are are in a constant like immortal battle with the yep. assassins over whether or not people should be free to do whatever the hell they want. And that will make them happy or they should be controlled. So for their own good, mm-hmm. like that's, that's the basic that's premise the of all of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So in rogue, it is an Just assassin who movie. has, yeah. Uh, <laughs> eh. <laughs> another conversation for another time. Continue. Oh God. Um, assassin. Here's the good thing about the movie. The I movie the gave movie. them an extra year to the, the movie gave them an extra year to work on Assassin's Creed Origins, which has been largely loved as like one yeah. of the best of the series. And they're already going to fail that by putting out another one next year yep. uh, <laughs> already. Um, but the thing with Rogue was that it's a it's an ex assassin who turned to the Templars. So it's the only game, one of the only games where you oh, get to yeah. play as a Templar. And it's like it got this really interesting story about why he left and all of that. It's one of the best actual stories of the game series. Um, but they had a, a sea shanty. And I don't know if Sasha, my cousin, listens to this, but I'm going to make sure that she I'm going to make sure on Facebook that she knows I'm talking about this <laughs> is is a song called Donkey Riding. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't. I can barely remember how it goes now. What I can tell you is that I annoyed the hell out of <laughs> Sasha and Sejin with that song when we were younger. Oh um, Sejin and I would then annoy Sasha with it sometimes, but I definitely used it on both of them as a weapon. Uh, <laughs> and I would just remember please. playing this. We're, we're going to find a link to it. But I just remember playing the ga- playing Rogue, and we're, we're you know, just going around on the boat. And I'm like, wait. Wait, I know this song. <laughs> and sure enough, I went, oh, my God. That might be the best thing I have ever found in a video game. This is fantastic. <laughs> That's, great. That's great. I love it. That's uh, so Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, um, you know what so yeah. So, so the other one, that the other big one that everyone's going to be looking to, like I said, there's a new Assassin's Creed. Uh, yes. it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey, they confirmed. Mm-hmm. So they're going to ancient Rome. And all of that. That'll be interesting. I am um, but the other big one is Beyond Good and Evil 2. Have you ever played Beyond oh, Good and Evil? No, but I I saw um, like a quick article about that, like just on the side somewhere. And I was like, it's there's like a there's like a monkey or something, right? That's evil. Yeah. And he throws. Yeah. Not even, not even, he's not, not evil, even but evil. He's like crazy, he's, right? Yeah. So, so what's interesting like, is, there is that there a rhino? I I remember there was. a rhino. There was definitely a rhino. <laughs> so what's interesting? So Beyond Good and Evil came out, God, twenty years ago now on 
I think, either original Xbox or PS2 or something. And are we at the point where we can say 20 years ago for PS2? I just had a moment. <laughs> Ow. It's, uh, <laughs> it's okay. Um, 15 years ago. There, that makes me feel less old. Uh, <laughs> it's my birthday tomorrow, by the way. So this is going to be is like, it? like, yeah. Um, oh, like wait, 29, yes, you mentioned 29 that. tomorrow. 29 tomorrow, and I just Yay, feel old. Oh. Happy birthday um, to you. Yeah, happy birthday. We're talking about video games happy for an hour, and almost an hour and a half now. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Beyond Good and Evil was this really interesting adventure game that came out, which was you play it as a woman named Jade, who's like an investigative journalist yeah. who's uncovering this huge conspiracy about there's these like humanoid or like sentient animals in the world so like her best her uh, i think she calls him her uncle but is this like pig dude that is like oh in all of this and so you're you're uncovering something that they're doing with the animals with like the animal human hybrid things through all of that you have this huge cult following i really need to play it again i like started to play it or finished it but it's this huge huge cult game and for years people were expecting there to be a sequel for like you know, for years they expected it to be on like PS2, PS3, never happened. And then there was an E3 or some other conference where they put up a very vague trailer, which never even said the name of the game, yeah. but yeah. had a pig man standing at a car, like very clearly, like this was Beyond Good and Evil 2. Then they never talked about it again for like 10 years. That is what and, I think I saw, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I I saw it and I was like, this looks super cool. What is this? And then... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so last year at E3, they at the to cap off the Ubisoft conference, they showed a preview of what they called and is confirmed as Beyond Good and Evil Two, which had the monkey talking to I I think it was a rhino or a pigman or something. We're trying to like sell something stolen. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. To to you guys. So very very much like um, if like Snatch and Quentin Tarantino had animals. <laughs> like, like that's very much what it, what it read like in. This huge cinematic trailer where the monkey like steals a thing, runs off with, an, with a, this woman, and they are like flying through this city, and they go into this underground, and it's all very cool. But none of it, at the same time, none of it mentions any of the characters from the first game. There might be like a quick reference at the end of it. Yeah. But so what it sounds like, and what Ubisoft has kind of set off and on for the last year, is that this will actually be kind of a prequel that's like taking place like right before mm-hmm. the events of Beyond Good and Evil. But they're also doing this weird and what sounds like terrifying thing (laughs) where they're trying to put together this like brand new game engine and they're going to make this like um, this procedurally generated universe of things where people are going to play through different quests and stuff in the style of Beyond Good and Evil and with the characters like Beyond Good and Evil, but very much detached from the story of the original Beyond Good and Evil. Hmm. And so and so people are like we need more information now because we don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first off, just the idea of procedurally generated things. Like if people out there don't know what that means, it means the game is literally creating it as it goes through from a set, like obviously a set piece of, of tools and stuff to create it, but is essentially randomly creating worlds for you. Yeah, that's crazy. And that has been an up and down thing over the last couple of years. Like No Man's Sky is the biggest, the biggest um, kind of criminal in that situation, 
where they were like, we're going to create a universe of billions of planets all procedurally generated. And then when the game finally came out, they all looked the same because they were all pulling. <laughs> They were all pulling from the same subsets. And so, like, they really winged it on that one. And so, like, anytime someone says, oh, we're going to create this huge procedurally generated universe, it's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> until, until you show it to me, I refuse to get excited. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's very it's, – it's both, like – I mean, the writing could hold it up. The, the whole thing could work out perfectly. But it's just, like, Ubisoft is so good at, at like – trying something really weird mm. being really bad at it the first time and then the second time being really good um assassin's creed is just like that the original assassin's creed game kind of boring <laughs> i i like it fine enough i think the story is okay but very much lar but very largely everybody's like you know it's it's an okay game but then assassin's creed 2 comes out and Ezio is so freaking popular <laughs> and the game is so well made that they made their own trilogy out of him yeah like, it's like that they're really good at being like, we put this game out there and then we listened to what people complained about and we fixed it. And so the next one is really good. <laughs> Watch Dogs, same way. First, Watch Dogs is very much hit or miss for people because they built it up for years that it was going to be this hugely pop, this like hugely well-made thing. It kind of wasn't as good as it looked in the previews. Yeah. The story was kind of okay. But then Watch Dogs 2 comes out and it's this like bright, colorful, goofy, kind of like if you mixed... Agents of Mayhem or, yep. or Saints yep. Row mm -hmm. into the Watch Dogs universe yeah. Yeah. and became like a phenomenally better game. For and it. you can have a dance party with a person <laughs> dressed as a lobster. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so what's, what's worrisome with this is that like Beyond Good and Evil 2 kind of feels like they wanted to make a different game and they just put the, the, the franchise name on it for the nostalgia factor hmm. and it feels like one of those things where like they're gonna they're gonna just completely whiff this one and then beyond good and evil 3 will be fantastic or something <laughs> because they'll figure out whatever issues they need to figure out after they launch this yeah, one exactly. and that's the thing that worries Jeez. me about it because people they have been stringing people along for so long on this beyond good and evil 2 kick that i'm afraid that when they eventually do that and it's like oh, okay two kind of stinks and then three is fantastic no one will play three because exactly. they're so mad about two yep. they're just gonna be like, yeah and i'm done <laughs> uh, but i really want them to announce something as as, as ridiculous as mario and rabbits again yeah. though yeah. god i hope they, they announce something ridiculous like that again because that was so so beautifully <laughs> weird that is such a weird game i did not play it Oh my god. I just yes. like it's just like if you just it was like what if Mario had toilet humor? That's Jesus. literally and I don't mean just toilet humor. I mean literally Holy there is a toilet joke. Well yeah. Like, it's, the, it's the rabbits. Because it's the like, rabbits. I remember playing rabbits on Connect, I think. And I was uh -huh. like, man, this is a great show and then it had a and, great And before that fun. it was Wii. They were the yeah. big Wii yep. like motion control mini game. And then there was a TV show. It's, and that was weird. <laughs> of course it was, because they're not characters. No. But they're basically like toilet humor minions. Yeah, they're they're proto minions. <laughs> they're proto minions. They're the original minions. And then you put them in the Mario world and you let them wear costumes and oh my yep. god, Rabbit Peach might be one of the greatest video game <laughs> characters ever created. She's fantastic. Oh. Just like I'm just like I'm just waltzing into this situation. I'm gonna get a selfie about myself and I don't really actually care about what's going on and <laughs> holy crap This thing's going to kill me <laughs> like, Oh my god. Oh, she's so good. That's um, but 
the other reason, and I think the reason that that works so well, and the reason that I really like that, is they during the press conference they had the Ubisoft game director who had been basically gifted the Mario franchise from Nintendo in a way that almost like never happens. Hasn't happened probably since Mario RPG in Square Enix, or I think it was SquareSoft mm-hmm. at the time. That's yeah. how old that yeah, that is. Yeah. Like, Mario RPG, also fantastic, came out for Super Nintendo, and I don't think Nintendo has licensed out their characters in the same way since. And you get Ubisoft in, and they had the creator in on in the audience, and they cut to him while um, Shigeru Miyamoto, who's the head, like creator of Mario and, and head of Nintendo's, you know, of most of their development, on stage talking about how great and excited they are for this game. They have the Ubisoft director up there talking about how great it is. They 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 love this game, and they cut to the game director, and he is bawling his eyes out. <laughs> so like in the most like in the happiest way. Like there's just this guy just sitting in in the audience just crying, happier than I have ever seen a human being be happy. And I was like, that, there you go. That's why I love this. Yeah. That's why I love this stupidity that we go through every (laughs) year. That's why I love these games is because like this guy clearly has been, has probably had this idea 20 years ago when we came out and they were like, what if, what if we put Mario and Rabbids together and somehow worked his way up through Ubisoft to the point where Nintendo went, yeah, sure. Do it. Yeah, give it a shot. We'd never do this, but go ahead and you try it. And he was just so happy. (laughs) Yeah, see, man, video games. That's so good. Uh, So so, then we get to Monday night. PC gaming. Oh, I don't even have that on this. I don't even have that on here. Oh, yeah. the thing about that's on, that's here's... on the bus that's on the bus schedule. Let's just skip it. Yeah. Yeah. Go on Everybody, to Sony. Here's here's what PC Gamer is. It's four hours of the most boring press conference you're ever gonna watch. Yep. The end. Yep. Sony. Moving <laughs> on to Sony and Spider Man. Uh, I just Sony, want Spider Man. We're gonna get Spider Man. We're gonna get Spider Man action this 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 time around. So supposedly going by this blurb that's in this article, there's not going to be a ton of stuff that we haven't seen before. Seen, I mean, yeah, exactly. they will surprise us with something. They're Sony. But Horizon Zero Dawn 2. <clears throat> I mean, or or do you think it's see, I would rather they wait another year oh, on I that. Would. Yeah, no, totally. But like just, I want the, just an announcement just would, be an that, would be good. An announcement would be good. That would be cool. Um <laughs> But the, yeah, it looks like the big things they're gonna they're gonna be focusing on, at least according to what Kotaku thinks, anyway. Uh, Spider-Man, yes. which I'm um, all for a new Spider-Man game that is completely divorced from both the MCU and um, the you know any movies, anything yeah. like that. Just I'm let so just let Marvel Comics make a Spider-Man movie because mm-hmm. they're talk about a franchise that goes up and down. <laughs> <laughs> the history of Spider-Man games is ridiculous hit or miss like some of them are really good and some of them are just the worst so the only one i've really the only one i've played like finished is shattered dimensions and my god do i love that game oh my <laughs> is that the one is that so the good. one where you get like noir spider-man or whatever steampunk spider-man yeah there? so yeah so, yeah it's spider-man it's um ama- amazing spider-man spider-man noir ultimate spider-man and spider-man 2099 that's right. Um, and Ultimate Spider-Man is quote unquote the black suit Spider-Man. So right, but it's Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, but it is so good, so good. I love it. I I love Spider-Man. I've loved Spider-Man ever since I was a kid, and being able to play as four of 
the coolest ones. Um, <clears throat> except, I mean, if Ben Riley was in it, that would be cool. But I don't even know if Ben Riley was a thing at that point when Shattered Dimensions came out. It could have he could he could have been, but I don't I don't know when he was introduced or anything like that. But yeah, I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the big thing, and the big thing with this one coming out, looks like that Miles Morales is going to have some yep. sort of part in it. Oh, yeah. And, like, right now, my running theory right now is that every preview we've seen is the first hour of that game oh, as yeah. tutorial. Definitely. And that you're going to play the bulk of that game as Miles Morales. Like, I that's what so. I'm expecting. I hope so, And so I, I love that idea, because that's going to come out around the same time as Sony Animated's mm -hmm. Miles Morales, you know, Spider-Man Universe Spider movie. Spider-Verse yeah, movie. so I'm... The only I almost watched um, a trailer for the new Spider-Man game, and there was Miles Morales came in. And I'm like, nope, I am done watching this because I just need to go into yeah, this. I don't know. If, I don't know if any new trailers since last I, year have come out. No, but it if hasn't. it's anything like the okay, if it's anything like the E3 like, trailer, it's literally that is the last like five seconds of that trailer. Yeah, is oh but, by the way, Miles Morales <laughs> saw all of this happen. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like I I well it's it's like. Peter walks into his, he's like, uh, and he introduces Miles to Aunt May, I believe, is what happens. But it's just, I'm like, oh my god. And I have been staying away from the Spider-Verse trailers, because I already yeah. know some of this, what spiders are, I just, ah, Spider-Man, <laughs> that's all I care about. <laughs> uh, we're also <laughs> going to probably get more of um, Death Stranding, which I'm excited, yeah. because like every yep. time a new trailer for that comes out. <laughs> I'm more confused that about what that game is gonna be. Gonna I have happen. never seen yeah. I have never seen a game that has confused me with more trailers. <laughs> Usually it's like, oh my god, I've seen so many trailers, I know the entirety of this game now. And instead Death Stranding is like, what if um oh, what's his name? Oh god. You got I'm this. I'm doing it again. You got this. Do I? I believe From in you. Walking Dead and Norman Reedus, just, just thank move you. On. Just move Jesus. on. <laughs> oh God, I don't know why I like blanked on Norman. If like as soon as I had Norman, I was like Norman Reedus. There we go. It was like, it's like all I know about this game is that some is that Norman Reedus has a baby attached to him by some sort of fake umbilical cord. It's the Mads oil Mikkelsen, baby. Mads Mikkelsen cries oil. Um, Guillermo del Toro, for some reason, is also running around in the sewers. Like, I don't know what it, sometimes people grow old and die in like five seconds. What is going on with this game? No idea. All I, all I know is that there are Easter eggs of it in Horizon Zero Dawn. Are there really? <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was another one of those GameStop TV things. Yay. Anyways, um, yeah, there was like a, a special about, um, Easter eggs in different games, right. and one of them was in a specific area. I haven't been able to find it yet. In a specific area, you can find um, the necklace that shows up, like the dog tags that show up right. in some of the trailers, and then the baby um, doll. And if you, I bet you if you it's... take them, you can go and sell them to a specific merchant, and I think you get like something that has to do with death Stranding. like you can't use it but it's just like a right. nice little easter egg there's another easter egg in some game that i don't remember but if you hit enough of bottles off the thing the up house appears <laughs> <laughs> it's like it might be in it's not in battlefield i don't know it's it's a shooting it's it's another like first person shooter but yeah right. if you like shoot bottles off a post the, the up house appears 
distance. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, so Death Stranding, this weird, 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 weird game is being made by um, Kojima, Hideo Kojima, who yeah. made all of the uh, Metal Gear Solid games. Yeah. And Konami, like, dropped him for some reason uh, right before Metal Gear Solid Five came out. So they left him out of the credits, despite the fact that he definitely made most of that game. And oh, then, yeah, it was a big, it was wow. a big thing. So he left and made his own company, and it was like, screw you, I'm gonna make my own weird game with, <laughs> with hookers and blackjacks. Yeah, with <laughs> oil babies, and that's Mickelson. <laughs> and it's just like it's it, he clearly is like I've got the, and then Sony was like, well, we'll help you publish this thing because who wouldn't? And so he's got like all the money in the world to do whatever weird crap he wants to do. And the best one is to follow Hideo, Hideo Kojima on Twitter and just watch all of his bro pictures come up of him and Mads Mikkelsen. Because I oh think he God. secretly just wanted to meet Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I don't think he even, like, I don't think Mikkelsen even knows what he did for that game. Oh I don't God. think he understands what recordings he did. I don't think he understands what part he plays. I think he was just like, I don't know. I showed up and this weird dude like showed me around Japan for three months while we worked and it was a great time. Like yep. Norman Reedus comes out comes out to do like the uh, game awards last year and he talked in the vaguest terms because I don't think he understands what was going <laughs> on with that game. And he's been with that even longer. Yeah. So before this came out and before Metal Gear Solid Five came out, they, uh, Kojima and Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus were working on a Silent Hill game together. Yeah. Like they were supposed to put that out. And that got canceled, got canceled and then Kojima got fired. And so they were like, fine, I'll go make my own weird horror-esque <laughs> sci-fi game with the same people. Screw you. Yeah. So I think that Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus are just like along for the ride because they're like, we've been in it for this long. There's no way we're Why out not? now. Why but not? like they show up to things and they're just like, this is a game. This is a Enjoy. game in which you play a character <laughs> <laughs> where things will happen to you in a story-like fashion. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I found this week's description. <laughs> uh, and then finally on Tuesday, we're going to get Nintendo's video. Nintendo's Direct. Which is where they don't even... So they don't show up to... They haven't and don't show up to E3 anymore. Well, they do, but they do it in a different way. They don't do a conference anymore. They put out a video on Tuesday morning, and then what they have for the whole week uh, at the conference is what's called the Nintendo Treehouse which means that they block off a giant space for themselves and just do whatever the hell they want. Mm -hmm. And it makes them one of the best people to go hang out with because it's like uh, you get, uh, oh my God, I've completely forgot, Shigeru Miyamoto and, <laughs> and a bunch of the other <laughs> creators. I was like, I just forgot the name of the Mario man. I just said like 10 the minutes Mario ago. Mario man. <laughs> but what they're going to do is the, the direct will show off pretty much again, everything that will come out in the next year or so. Some stuff that will come out later, but for the most part, they're only going to announce stuff that will be out for the year. Um, some of that stuff has leaked, may or may not be true. We're definitely going to get more Pokemon stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. And more answers on what Let's Go is. Um, I think they just announced the Star Fox racing game, so yeah. we're going to get some of that. We're probably uh, going to get some, maybe. We might get something about the RPG Pokemon for next year. Yeah. Like, like some throwaway thing that they're like, we're going to forget about in two yeah. months like either that or they're gonna announce the names and nothing else and yeah, let us exactly. for a year try and decide Theorize. what those names mean um 
uh, they'll probably they'll definitely the there's definitely going to be like the probably the bulk of it is going to be Smash Brothers. The bulk of it oh, is going to be yeah. Smash. They're going to announce things. They're going to announce um you know people we already know who are coming back. Mm-hmm. They'll announce probably all of those, and then they'll announce like a handful of like new characters. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the year, until Smash comes out, they will continue to announce new characters. Like that's that's usually their that's mo there. So that's kind of what to expect from that. Plus all of their um, indie stuff to come out. Yep. The biggest one I'm waiting for is a game called Kentucky Route Zero. It came out on PC years ago, and like it's an episodic game, uh, adventure game mm. that has come out in different bits and pieces over the years. But the last part of it has never come out. <sighs> The last part has never come out. And so they announced like a year ago that they were going to put out the full version, including the final chapter, on Switch and also to, to PC to, to finish it off. But on Switch, uh, on the Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. And what Kentucky Route Zero is, is you are a delivery man driving through Kentucky uh, to, to, to do your final to do your final delivery for something. They, it kind of goes through the game and we'll explain more and more why it's your final de- delivery. But it's very twin peaks ish where like you stop at a gas station and ask for directions and the guy's like well you got to take route zero that'll be the easiest but oh that's not on the map what'll happen and of course that means that you're going to get into weird crap for a bunch of for a bunch of parts but (laughs) the better part the the best part about it is that in between each official chapter they put out what they called interludes and so the first interlude was you are setting up an art like an art exhibit in a museum completely separate from any of the story you're doing. You're just playing a completely different character, given the task of set this thing up and, you know, check out the exhibits and stuff. And then the next chapter, you end up meeting the person that set that up. And so, like, you kind of have an idea of who this character is now because you just spent, you know, an hour or so playing as them and kind of doing this whole kind of weird task. And then the second interlude, you are in a play and you have to figure out how to act in the play properly because you don't have... (laughs) You don't have any of the scripts or anything. You just are in the play. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, by the way, you're just going to you're, you're you're in a bar, quote unquote. And so in these are the two characters on stage with you. Oh Figure out how to interact with them. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's this like weird, weird thing. And there's, there's like all these little weird things going on, like as you're driving the car it'll pull out sometimes and it's like oh and just like in the foreground all of a sudden there's just someone playing a banjo as they like inside like some rafters in a burned out barn as you're driving in the background and it's all very atmospheric and very strange and i just really want the ending of this game already i just need to know where it goes i just need to know so like that's so oh god i love like in i love the indie stuff on nintendo Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm expecting, like a bunch of indie announcements and then, you know, Smash and Pokemon. Yeah, like those are the, yeah. the much. big things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is there anything yeah. you're hoping for or waiting for? Is there anything that from any of these that you're you're hoping to see? I mean, like or, I said. Or, announced or anything like that? Like I said, just a, like in the joke throwaway, I, I do want a Quantum Break 2 and a, a sequel to Quantum Break and a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. I want something from our. I want something I, from Remedy. I, I want really, something from them. I like. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's something might come, but it's not gonna be what I want it to be. <laughs> what know? I really want. What I really but, want from them is 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 
Alan Wake 2. Yeah. That's what yeah, I really... That's, I never that's... played that because the first and now, thing was Quantum Break that I ever and played And now you, like, them. can't. Unless you can find a physical copy yeah, of it no. for a console, you can't download it anymore no. because the, the music rights issues. Mm-hmm. It's officially gone from the ether. Yeah. It's crazy. <sighs> but, I mean, that... And then, like I said, I'm really excited for Skull and Bones because I love that ship mechanic. And, yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> more That's Pokemon. More Pokemon. Oh, I Pokemon. And I loaded up Pokemon Go for the first time. I re-downloaded you? it. Oh, yeah. no. I, there's an update for it that I have not done. I don't have space for it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm done with you, Pokemon Go. I have a new Let's Go to look forward to. And it has Eevee. <laughs> I did. You're welcome for not doing the vo- the sound because I almost just did it. I need you to know that it took every ounce of my being to not do it. So you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm pretty much I'm pretty much just excited to see what's gonna get announced. Like it's it's really, and I'm excited to really be into it this year. <laughs> like yeah, I mean this, it's like it's one of those things where like basically this is basically you giving me like the rundown of how E3 works and yeah, me just I mean, getting it's really, ready. It really is like, like everything is like everything is like a two-hour block and it can be exhausting yeah, and sometimes yeah. you don't care. Like you get to the end of it and it's like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> um, but but like, it definitely... is really fun. Like uh, like we did on Twitter, like with the the, the Pokemon Let's Go yes. reveal. Like yeah. it's a lot of that is what makes it fun. It's yeah. like watching everyone react to this mm-hmm. thing in real time together. Yeah, and coming that's... together for just like three days and just being like, we are excited for these. Yeah, that's what I, I am excited. That is, yeah, because that po- like I said last week, that Pokemon thing, sitting on my phone and being like, oh, oh god, oh god, and then like it finally <laughs> coming out, and then you and I like texting each other was really fun. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely like I don't use Twitter. I have mentioned that, but Twitter notifications are going to be put on during E3 for me. <laughs> because that's the best place to get like up to the date, up to the date. Yep. Up, up to the to date. The date. Up, up to the date. <laughs> up, up to the minute. We're delirious because we've never recorded this long before. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Welcome to the eleventh episode where all the rules go away. <laughs> We're an hour and almost forty minutes. <laughs> Thirty-six minutes in. Yeah. Oh God! Jesus. Hey, you know what? If 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 this if senior can do a, a two-hour two hour. Oscar special, we can do a few. We can do a couple weeks of of yeah. long E three episodes. I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I learned a lot tonight. Let me tell you, I learned. You taught me a lot. Oh, good. <laughs> because there's my teacher. See, I didn't need to be an English teacher. I needed to be a video game teacher, apparently. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I got nothing. I got no. Oh. I have nothing else. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good until we start doing this this exactly. weekend, and then it'll be exciting. It's going uh, to be good. Yeah, like we said, the next two weeks will be E3 stuff because two weeks from now is when I will be. Spoilers! If you didn't get out. that. <laughs> yeah, two weeks from now is when I will be out. So at the very least, we won't be squeezing. You know, we're not going to give you like a five-hour podcast at all of these no, things. As far no, as no. I like. Most of these, I guarantee you, like, at least one of these on both of those, we're going to go, ah, I didn't see anything super interesting. We can just move on. Let's move on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, You know what would be funny? If, like, if this was a movie or something, is that we we record this hour and 40 minute episode, and then nothing. No more E3 talk. (laughs) Yeah. All of the the build up. All of the build up and no resolution. (laughs) Exactly. 
or somehow E3 gets canceled. Yeah. They're just like, sorry, video games. We gave up on video games, everybody. <laughs> video games canceled video games <laughs> oh, oh man but yeah so it's pretty much gonna be Ugh. two episodes of us blabbing about more video games sorry sorry <laughs> mom and dad i know you wanted it to be more accessible but that's not happening for a while <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, as always you can follow us on twitter at say report junior um, you can follow me at Dale's Brain, which I need to specify how to spell Dale's Brain, um, even though I said I would never do that again. But it is <laughs> D-A-Y-L-E-S-B-R-A-I-N. I love that you always you always hesitate on brain. You've got your name down like nothing. <laughs> well, it's a name, brain, Zach. <laughs> but brain is less like... Yeah, I need to think about brain sometimes. <laughs> Uh, you can follow uh, me at Zerwiski, and I guess I'll I'll spell that out for you. So now that I've made fun of you, let's watch me do this. Yeah. That's at Z E R W I S K I. Ha. Oh, I remember. Damn. <laughs> it's because I didn't put. It's because I didn't put like a normal word in there. So. Well, there, there's a reason why I had to spell out my name, and it's kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyways. On that note, uh, I got nothing else. You got anything? I'm good. Cool. <laughs> Take it away, Liz. <laughs> Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.